What's up, Wordis? I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Fierce Framework podcast, where we talk about becoming fierce, because it is a process, that's for sure. So I just got back a week or two ago from 23 days of cruising, which is crazy. Um, And I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to have been able to do that, um, just for the experience that it was. And so the question of the day has been, how (laughs) do you cruise for 23 days? Like, how is that real life? So I wanted to talk about that a little bit and kind of get into the details because that just like a year ago, I would have thought maybe not impossible, but like, how do you do something like that? I'm not going to lie. I was looking at like those crazy long cruises. Like the first time I heard about a year long cruise where you just like cruise around the world. I was like, I want to do that. I want to figure out a way to do that. I think it would be freaking awesome. I love traveling in the sense that I like being new places and I love meeting new people. I love eating food in new places. Um, and just like getting to experience different cultures and different places, but I hate the process of flying. (laughs) So airports just like give me so much anxiety flying the process of flying is just like annoying I don't understand I struggle to be productive on an airplane I don't understand people who like go and work on an airplane and like get so much stuff done like I can't focus at all so I either just like I'll I'll even try to read half the time I can't even focus on reading which is crazy to me Fortunately, I'm pretty good at sleeping on planes, but then I'm still exhausted for like the rest of the day. And I think it's probably just like an overstimulation hangover, you know, because like you have to make sure you have everything. So for me, that's checking like 84 times to make sure I have everything getting to the airport. I'm pretty quick. Like I'm not as fast of a walker as I used to be when I was in better shape, But, like, I'm pretty quick. I'm a good walker. I get through security like it's a freaking race because the thought of having someone, like, waiting behind me because I'm being, like, a bumbling idiot stresses me out. Um, And then I just, like, go to my gate and wait, you know? It's not a big deal. But I always want to get there early because I don't want to deal with, like, worrying about being late or missing something and like you never know what's going to happen because so much is contingent on not just you so I always get to the airport super early and then it's like you rush through security and you get to your gate and you just wait <laughs> and so like a lot of it I do to myself you know maybe if I just like could smooth it out and have like a consistent like chill approach and not get there super early I don't know I'm sure there's things I could do that I could work on to make flying less stressful but as it stands right now 
I can't say that I hate flying because I do love the result. <laughs> I do love being able to get somewhere in a very short period of time compared to flying or excuse me, like driving. Um, but the whole process is like very stressful for me and it's very much a means to an end. So taking a boat somewhere is very attractive to me. And because I love being on a boat, bro, just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I love boats. Uh, I don't know anything about them. I can't drive a boat, but I just love it so much. So cruising is like, okay, it's one of those things that like, I really, really enjoy. And I understand, I need to get into this more sometime. It's a very specific type of vacation, You know, and it's not like really traveling. You're not really experiencing culture. Um, and I feel like this is a huge downside to cruising because you're you're spending a lot of time on a super Americanized boat, which I guess it depends on what cruise line you take. I always do Carnival. So super Americanized. Um, the staff is from all over the world, but it's very US centric and just like the entertainment, the way things are set up, like the majority of the passengers that I've encountered. So, and that's where you spend the most of your time. So there's that. And then additionally, like you go to wherever you're going, you know, you go to the port and then you're there for like a few hours, usually. Um, I think, and again, this all depends, you know, on the itinerary and stuff. But in my experience, like a long port day is like eight days hours so and that's usually if you want to get up like early and get off the boat right away which yes recommend but then you're dealing with that right you know going to bed at a reasonable time which I'm terrible at so that you can get up in time to like get off the boat right away and then that's usually very stressful because you're not the only person doing that so you're dealing with like the stress and the crowds and like all this and you finally get off the boat and you're like okay and then you only have so much time to like go do what you're going to do. And then you have to be back on the boat by a certain time. So you can't really like you. And maybe it's me, right? Cause like when you have anxiety, like me, like within like two to three hours before you're supposed to be back on board, you start stressing about getting back to the boat. And that's crazy. And that's really clicking that a lot of that is just me. So like, like I'm trying to be on my way back to the boat within like two hours before it's supposed to leave because, or I guess like around two hours before it's supposed to leave. I'm trying to give myself plenty of leeway because again, it's like the airport thing. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, Something could cause you to be delayed and the boat like they don't care you know they have thousands of passengers you're one idiot who couldn't get back on time so I try to give myself so much time to get back and so that cuts into my actual time on shore right and your time to do things so then add to that if you're going to really do something like excite like like exploratory or adventurous you're like really trying to go like further inland to really experience more of the culture or have like more of an authentic experience and get past like the tourist traps that takes time right so then it's like travel time there and back 
Um, and then you have to worry about like knowing what you're doing and knowing the culture well enough to navigate safely and like to know if you're somewhere that is considered safe, like all this stuff, which it's interesting to me how Americans tend to think of America like as the default, and then we compare safety of all these other countries with America, and I'm like it's cute that you think America is safe. That's a separate conversation. So cruising is definitely very limited, especially my experience of it because all of my like idiosyncrasies and anxiety. So it's definitely not the only way to travel. You could probably argue that it's not traveling, it's vacationing. And I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with you about that at all. So now that we've like established this common ground right <laughs> where you're like it's very niche it's very niche vacation I love it I highly recommend it to everybody to try like once because as a vacation it's so easy um it tends to be I'm sure depending on the cruise line right but like carnival tends to be very affordable compared to like other vacations so we can we can get into the numbers a little bit too um yeah so that's part of why this happened and like to answer how do you cruise for 23 days like let's be real bro it's a lot of privilege there were a lot of things that came together for me to be in a situation where I could just go hang out on a boat for 23 days like that's crazy um not unheard of but like honestly kind of unheard of in my circle you know a lot of my friends are like, what, what, how? And that's why we're here today. Um, so sorry. You get on the boat though. And like people do this. Um, so the way that I did it was a 12 day cruise followed by an 11 day cruise. So it was not like one itinerary. And I ran into people who were doing that who had not only done the two cruises I did, but then were also staying on longer and people who were staying longer and had started before and people who started before and like so people are doing it. Okay. So if that's something in your mind, like people do it, they make it work. I met this one awesome woman. She was so much fun. She works. She just gets the Wi-Fi package and works from like, I don't know, we didn't just, we didn't get that far into it, but like she'll just work a full day and then she'll hang out at night. And that's crazy to me. Like, I just think, I was like, wow, I should have done that <laughs> because who has this kind of PTO, right? So let's start there. Again, so much privilege. Uh, like, I'm not trying to hide that, argue that. Like, it's not something that everybody can do. Um, Even the fact that like, especially the fact right that like I had that much PTO so again like how do you have 25 days of PTO because I flew out we cruised out of New York so I flew from Denver to New York the day before and then took the day after off because I know how I am and I feel like I just like need a reset so even more time right? That I had to take off work, that I got to take off work. And that goes far back. 
dude, I've been at the same company for my day job for about like eight years, I want to say. And um, I got a lot of my work ethic from my dad, who was a boomer. And it was very much like, bro, you show up, you show up early, you leave late, like you give it your all, um, work your butt off and like someone will notice, you know, and then you'll move up the ranks. Not accurate. Okay. Nobody notices. You still have to like sell yourself if you want to get promoted. That's something I learned the hard way that I'm still not great at. Um, and even that's a privilege, right? Of having somebody in your life because my dad owned his own business for years and I worked for my dad for a while. So having someone in your life who understands how your boss thinks and can tell you like what, what your boss is probably looking for, what man people in management are probably looking for and like how to, how to impress them, how to show that you're a good worker. And that does all kinds of things with like, from your performance to being able to keep your job, like when layoffs happen. And then it does definitely come into play when you do go for a promotion. You know, most people, most people don't get like picked and just like put into a spot where they're promoted, um, which is the way I was kind of raised to think would happen. <laughs> um, usually you have to do your job really well. You have to network and then you still have to put yourself out there, apply for jobs, apply for promotions and then go from there. But this likability, this being seen as a good worker, um, being seen as reliable, responsible, like those are impressions to your higher ups that matter. And so a lot of that was instilled in me pretty early on. And I've been with this company for eight years, which being able to be with the same company, like being able to work for a company that's still in business for eight years, that that's a privilege as well. Right. So there's a, there's layers. Okay. And I don't want to like hide or run from that, but I also know that there are other people in positions of privilege. So not every it's not a reality for everyone but I'm talking to the people who it is right and I don't want to like ignore the fact that there's privilege but I also don't want to pretend that like I'm the only one who's in a position to do something like this so this episode is like really specific a lot of people are gonna be like I don't want to be on a boat for 23 days that's crazy um a lot of people I'm sure would be like, if I'm going to travel for 23 days, like I want to actually travel and like get into culture and like get to know people who are living where I am, where I'm going, um, things like that. Totally respect that. That's not what this episode is about. So just the fact of having that much time, right? Okay. And then again, I get to work from home. So, and I'm kind of a workaholic, <laughs> So I have it in my brain, I'm a millennial. Okay. So I have it in my brain of like, if you're not working, like, what are you doing? And I know it's not healthy and I'm working on it, but it's like, well, I might as well just be working. So like, if I don't feel that great, if I'm super tired, if I have a cold, I'll be like, well, I'm just sitting in front of a computer, like doing my work. So I might as well be working. Like if I'm going to be sitting on the couch in the literally the other room, like right there, watching Netflix I might as well just be working so that is part of how I built up so much PTO because it's like if I'm not doing something like if I don't have a plan like I will take time off like I took time off for a friend's wedding I take time off for trips um I take time off like if I have something like I want to do 
but I rarely take time off to just like veg, chill, relax. I'm working on it, but I also do pretty well on the weekends. Like I veg out on weekends. Yesterday, I didn't really do anything except for watch TV. So yeah, there's progress. There's been progress, but that ties into and being able to do that right like I don't I'm not in a job where this is gonna sound terrible I'm really good at my job if I didn't love other things so much I would probably be bored but I'm like my job is a tool so I don't want it to be challenging every day I don't like you know and it is challenging sometimes and then that's great but I'm not at a job where I have to give 110% every day, like, or else. There are days when I can, like, not be at my best and still get my job done effectively. So that, right? Um, and that's how I can go to, like, work, log in sick, and nobody has to know because I'm still getting my work done to the standard it needs to be done to. And I live in Colorado, which thankfully they have a law where we get to roll time over not everybody has that which blows my mind it makes me so sad um i mean i don't know there's definitely another side to it where that encourages you to take your pto which is important so i guess it's not all bad but in colorado like we get to roll time over so that's huge okay so i have all this time built up from like basically since covid started right so it's like three years that i've been like slowly building time and i take time and you know i do stuff um i think i think last year i took like three or four weeks so with the time invested in the company i get a lot of pto um i should have looked up how much but i get a lot and then also i have the opportunity to roll it over and then also i have the opportunity to accrue pto to roll over because i work from home and i have that flexibility of like i don't have to be at 100 percent. so that is how i amassed this much pto which is crazy um i was also at a point where i had a new manager who i couldn't stand who is not that great at his job um and so about six months before the trip I was like honestly I don't really care which is a terrible place to be but I was like tech I was like I have this PTO I'm gonna take it if it doesn't get approved I'm gonna take this trip anyway if they fire me over it I'll take it as a sign like I don't care (laughs) and then in the months leading up to the trip things got so much better at work and it's been like a 180 and it has relieved so much stress in my life having my work life be amazing again so I'm really glad I was able to get it approved and didn't quit because having this much it's like those golden handcuffs man which is crazy because my job's not even like I don't don't get paid that much to consider it like a golden handcuff job but when you have a reputation and like, cause I'm just now like reco- trying to recover from this like workaholic people pleaser overachiever. And so for like seven and a half years, I've been giving my all to this company. And I'm recently like waking up and be like, they don't care about you. <laughs> like <laughs> calm down. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But like before that I was like all in, you know? 
I wasn't like drinking the Kool-Aid, but I was talking the talk, like using the lingo, showing up with the energy people expected so that I could like give the impression that I was bought in. And I was like, I mean, I care, like I'm still going to do my job really well. I have very high standards for myself. So anyway, I'm just totally digressing. So I put in the time a couple days at a time because I like, I've, I think I had at least six months where I was like, I'm going to do this. And so I put in like three or four days at a time, get approved. I'd wait a little bit, put in like another three or four days. Fortunately, my manager didn't really catch on to what I was doing. And then I let my team know like, hey, I'm going to not be here for like a month. And I told like the, my team is very small. So that's good and bad. Good because there were very few people to tell. Bad because I was like, "Mm, all my work is going to be spread out between a small amount of people while I'm gone for a month. Um, but they're so supportive. Again, huge perk of it being a small team. We're very like, we're fairly close for coworkers and they're very supportive. I'm so lucky to be on a team of all women, except our manager. So there's this camaraderie that like, we're all in the same boat and the couple pieces, people like closest to me on my team, we talked about it and I just like floated it out there and I was like, I'm kind of scared to tell everyone because like that's so much time for me to be gone and I feel like guilty like taking this time especially like so close to our busy season because the end of the year and the beginning of the year is crazy for us and those two immediately were like dude take your time that's what PTO is for we got you enjoy yourself we're so excited for you have the best time na 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 and so that was super encouraging to just get that right off the bat And then I like slipped it into conversation with the next person. So then I'm like, all right, half the team knows, boom. And so then we had a team meeting, which we do like, you know, every week. And I was like, all right, because it was a month before. Yeah, because I left October 26th. And so like the beginning of October, I was like, all right, I got to let people know um fortunately the person who like assigns the work she's like the first person I told so she was able to be like all right this is gonna be due while you're gone like I'm just gonna assign it to somebody else proactively and she was already like had my back and was working on that and then the like a month before I left I let the rest of the team know because it was the first meeting of the month and I was like this is like since I didn't let them know before, like, I gotta let them know now. And my boss was not at that meeting. And I was like, oh boy. So told the team, they were super supportive. I was like, sweet. Got that off my chest. Cause I, the trip was booked, bro. <laughs> like I was gonna go. <laughs> and then it came up with my boss um, the next day because we had a one-on-one and I was like, so, you know, the PTO I have coming up. Right. And he was like, right like I knew about that and I was like yeah cool 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 so we're on the same page (laughs) and he was like who approved that and I was like you did my guy and fortunately he didn't call me out for being sneaky about putting it in a little bit at a time so that worked out um so questionable 
methodology of getting there right but hey we got there so that's the first huge piece of just being able to get off work for that long almost a month dude like 25 days um yeah and then another huge piece of that is the opportunity like how did this come about right and so again i've cruised before with carnival and bro, if they don't want you in the casino, like, holy cow, it is like their life mission to get your butt in their casino. And I didn't really realize how serious <laughs> they are about it, but they are. So I've cruised before and then I've just kind of messed around in the casino before. I like blackjack. I think it's a lot of fun. And what they'll do is once they like figure out that there's some interest in the casino, they like, they'll like try to suck you in. Right. So I got offers of like, Hey man, if you come cruise with us, like we'll give you this casino offer and we'll give you free drinks while you're in the casino. Because on a cruise, the drinks are not usually free in the casino. Like this is not most gambling places. So I love to drink and I'm cool with gambling a little bit, you know, so I have a very small gambling budget, but it's fine. And so I'm like, heck yeah. So for my birthday, I did that and like gambled a little bit and got the free drinks at the casino. And so then, then I'm in the casino getting my drinks. So now I'm gambling more. Right. And so it's working and it's, it's a very effective marketing strategy for me. At least I'm like, yes, this, yes, you understand me. This is what I want. <laughs> fine. I will gamble. That's fine. So like that background too, is how I even got this offer. Right. So I get an offer in my email box and I'm like, it's a, it's really complicated the way they set it up, but it's like a hundred dollars for a cruise. Okay. It's not, that's like the base. Cause then you have port fees, taxes, expenses, all this. But moral of the story, it was cheap, bro. Like each of these, I made a note actually, each of these cruises, so the 12 day and the 11 day was about seven. So one was like 750 and the other was about 800, which is funny because the shorter one was more expensive. For the room, port fees, taxes, expenses, gratuities. So like that's period for the cruise itself that's crazy because you can't get a hotel room for that okay and that includes all the food i need water coffee like all the necessities like all the free stuff most of the entertainment all the entertainment on carnival is free um there's tons of food options that are free there are also paid options but like i don't even do that um and then you know with like the ports and stuff like there's usually stuff to do for free if you like to walk around and explore wherever you're at a lot of ports are walkable um totally just depends on where you are and then I love chilling on a beach so there were a lot of ports that were real close to beaches so there's not you don't have to pay that much extra most of the time Sometimes you kind of do to like, if you want to get anywhere, like actually do anything. So that's crazy, right? So for 23 days, it was like $1,500 for these cruises. And so I jumped on that. 
And again, like the whole reason I even got this offer though was because of past experience with Carnival that set me up for this. So, and then, you know, they gave me the super discounted price and also free drinks in the casino. So my biggest thing was like, oh, I got to have a gambling budget now. (laughs) But that's a huge piece of it. Just having that opportunity, crazy. So we got PTO, we got the opportunity and then the cash, of course. So fortunately, like not nearly as expensive, excuse me, as that type of cruise cruises could have been. Um, And your girl just put it on a credit card. Okay. I'm not recommending it. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. I'm saying it was like retail therapy for me. I hated my job so much at that point in my life okay like I didn't care (laughs) I didn't care (laughs) what the consequences were which is wild because I'm very much a person who values security and like stability and so I'm very often thinking about the consequences consequences especially in my work life um I very rarely do anything that's going to compromise my perceived stability at work I know (laughs) in my mind that they don't care about me and they could totally lay me off or cut me and not have any qualms about it but it's like ingrained into me to do everything I can to make sure like that job as is as stable as I can make it be you know what I'm saying like I want to be in good standing I want them to like me I want to be considered a good worker like all that stuff so Usually I'm hyper aware of that and always working towards that. I was at the point where I was like, I don't really care. Like I legit was like, if I can't get this PTO, I'll just look for a new job when I get back. So, which is crazy because they say that people don't quit jobs, they quit managers. And that is so freaking true. I don't know what happened, but fortunately my manager woke up and it's like night and day difference. Um, And it's, he is so much better. It's incredible. So I'm so grateful. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my like saga of how I even got to a place to be able to do that. And then, um, so there's extra costs, right? Like I got there the day, the day before, because I, didn't want anything crazy to happen I flew southwest and I was like don't cancel this flight I swear but I actually got there fairly early the day before I was like allowing plenty of room for delays cancellations this that and the other so I got an Airbnb stayed the night in New York and then um had the back-to-back cruises and then flew back so the plane tickets I think were like couple hundred dollars each way the airbnb was like 150 not crazy stayed right next to the airport so the lift to the airbnb wasn't bad at all the lift to the cruise terminal was like 80 dollars because it was like i flew into laguardia and then had to go all the way to the manhattan cruise terminal and again dude who just like chooses to lift I do because I had my luggage I don't have a lot of experience with the subway system in New York I went to New York with an ex a while but we were dating at the time a while back 
and like he was navigating the subway for us and I couldn't even like figure out how he was doing it like I was watching him do it and I could so I definitely wasn't gonna navigate it by myself with my luggage so I was like yeah I'm just gonna pay for this <laughs> lift and then the first cruise I went on by myself and then a lot of my family came and joined me for the second one which was cool because it's like two totally different experiences so then coming back um we got to split the lift together and then a bunch of us flew back together so yeah yeah so about it's about 2000 all in all not not including spending money and i did spend some money fortunately um i think i either broke even or only lost a little bit in the casino so that's a whole thing right that's a whole separate story talking about gambling but because I wanted my free drinks right and so then I tip too because I want the servers to like me um but you gotta have I I have to have a budget and so some nights it was just like oh well we're done bye <laughs> but overall like I got pretty lucky and it was it worked out pretty even so I didn't have to have like a huge gambling budget which was good because I didn't and then just like spending money on the islands and stuff like that's totally up to each person individually you know I like to rent an umbrella because I'm very white and I burn fairly easily so you know it's like 20 bucks you're renting an umbrella some chairs whatever so it's definitely like you know 20 bucks here and there but just for like the core trip the flight Airbnb and the cost of the cruise is cruises including like gratuities for me like 2k which is a lot but when you're talking about basically all-inclusive travel for a month that's how they suck me in man that's how i end up going with cruises because what it's crazy Okay, so I don't want to end up like talking about all the things in this in this episode because I'm like, it's a very specific like kind of niche. So I'm going to wrap it up right now. But those are the biggest thing, ton of privilege. And a lot of this was like things building up to this, right? Like my, my work history, the fact that I've been at this job for so long that I am able to have that much PTO, Colorado laws to be able to roll over the PTO and have that much PTO. Um, my history with Carnival and even getting this offer in the first place, right? And then um, money, man, you know, being able to even put that on a credit card, like you have to have the balance available, you have to have the credit available, like all that, you know, and then it puts me in a position to be able to pay it off slowly. Um, Carnival also, like, in a perfect world, I would have paid for it before and it would not have hit the credit card because you can make payments. So that was just totally financially irresponsible of me because I was in a crisis and <laughs> I decided that I was just going to put it on a credit card like retail therapy instead of making sure I could actually afford it because I was looking at it as quite the opportunity and um, I just went for it. So this episode is not about being financially responsible so don't come for me <laughs> i just i needed that um yeah so if you have any questions i would love to talk to you about it i understand we're not all in the same boat um so like there's other things like we can talk about 
I've not always been in this position in my life also. Um, yeah, other than that, thanks so much for listening. It was so great just to share this with you. Yeah, I think that it's just crazy that I could not picture myself being able to do something like that a couple years ago. I didn't even know if I was going to pull it off, be able to pull it off this year. Okay. And so that's part of why it's so important for me, even though there is so much privilege attached to it, talking about it, because I want us to do things that we don't think that we can do. And I want us to especially like see it through to the point of checking if we actually can pull it off or not. Because I think a lot of the time we assume that we can't before we even really get into the details to see if we could make it work. And so that's part of why I think talking about this kind of thing is so important because there are some things for some of us that are more within our reach than we realize. So yeah, this, I'm not here to like, I'm not trying to show off. I probably should have started with this. I'm not trying to like show off or rub it in anybody's face. I just want this to be an example for, because we, almost all of us have privileges in some way. So we don't have the same privilege for sure, but a lot of us are in positions where we can do more than we think we can. So I want this to be encouraging and I want this to hopefully make you think and ask yourself, can I actually make this happen? Or do I even know if I can make this happen? Or maybe it is a situation where it's like, yeah, for sure. Can't make it happen right now. And that's fine. We can't do everything right now. Nothing wrong with that. So thank you so much for being here with me. I appreciate it. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share. As always, I would love to hear from you. Um, any feedback you have, any follow-up questions you have, like let's get after it. Otherwise, I will see you in a couple weeks. Appreciate you so much.